Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path of recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. All right, Mikey. Good morning. Morning, Glenn. Welcome to our Sober Dot Coffee. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So we're we're going to spend some time today. You know, Mike, I've known you for a couple of years now, and man, I'll tell you what. Every time that I connect with you and just dig into your story a little bit more, it's just so powerful. So I thought we. would just spend this coffee session, man, just hanging out. Um, I actually got two cups because yeah. I know your uh, story's pretty deep and pretty cool. I got, um, a, I got a double espresso going as well. Yeah, I think we need a couple more of those, right? Right, right. That's cool. So, so I thought we'd just spend some time together here. Um, you know, just a quick reminder that, that we, we break these sessions down in, in, into three sections, right? Kind of our experience or, or our story, right? What we went through. Um, and then the, uh, the, the strength part of it, you know, what did we do in the gym? What did we do? Right. What tools did we use? You know, what action steps did we take? And then the, the third section is hope, you know, mm-hmm. is I went through this, I did this and I got this. What am I getting now? Right. And right. what's still to come? Right. So, right. um, so let, let's kick it off and, 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 and I'll, I'll turn the mic over to you and just, uh, uh, just share your story about kind of what, what you've been through and your experience with drinking and, and lack of sobriety, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, right. You know, it's uh, uh, so two, two quick things I want to jump off with. First is uh, a George Costanza quote, a great American philosopher, George Costanza. And at <laughs> one point he was talking to Jerry and, and, and he said, you know, Jerry, if you take my whole life and you condense it down into 20 minutes, it's really quite impressive. You know, that's kind of what I feel like I'm doing. I've, I, I, you know, you ask me to kind of share this this week at coffee, my my experience, strength, and hope, and I thought, boy, how do I get that down into 20 minutes? You know, it's it's going to be really tough. Or 18 is the way we roll around right. here. Yep. But uh, you know, the other thing is, uh, you know, there was a reluctance or a hesitancy to really dive into this uh, because you know, look, a lot of this stuff is is embarrassing. Uh, a lot of it's impressive, uh, you know, because because of what what I've gone through. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I feel I feel it's important to share it. So hopefully somebody gets something from my story. So so I my humble uh, childhood was uh, was a little complicated, Glenn. Uh, we had some complications. Lost uh, my dad at a very young age. Uh, lost a brother at a very young age. You know, all that, that kind of stuff happened. So it wasn't your typical leave it to beaver kind of lifestyle. Uh, I found uh, alcohol in my early teen years. Hmm. Um, I liked what it did for me. I, I really did. It it uh, it helped me escape what I felt was maybe a, a badly shuffled deck. Uh, I tied myself hmm. to a group then, right? That uh, that kind of interesting followed way my, to put it. Yeah, right. Kind of yeah. tied tied myself to a group of people that pursued my same pleasures. Uh, let's see, partied my way through high school, pretty much. Um, you know, had some uh, no real ramifications though. So I kind of slid my way through. Went to a private uh, high school and. 
And I figured the way they figured it was as long as mom was writing a check, uh, they were going to tolerate my behavior. So really didn't have much consequences going through uh, high school. So I partied my way through high school. I partied my way right out of college. Uh, you know, I was I was happy to see they had there was actually a bar on on campus property. A really bad plan for me. Uh, wait, wait. So yeah, when, yeah. when when you parted your way out of college, were you invited to leave college? Uh, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. Really? They suggested maybe something in the trades would be more suited for me. <laughs> awesome. Right. Uh, you know, ruined some relationships along the way. In retrospect, you know, it was clear that my abuse played a big role in those in those relationships. Uh, somehow, I managed to get married. Um, you know, and and maintained a steady buzz. You know, through the early years of my marriage, and you know, look, it was it was the seventies and eighties. Things were in vogue. Um, you know, partying was in style. I thought, and and I wanted to wear the best style that was out there. Uh, really didn't run into too many problems until, oh, probably my mid-30s. And that's when things really, I really kind of ramped up uh, my behavior and intake, and, and I started feeling some of the effects. Um, but I, but, but I, I was, the brochure looked good, Glenn. You know, I, I was doing good. I had the kids. I had the wife. I had the car. I had the house. Right? Everything was looking the, good. The uh, family Christmas card was, family was Christmas looking pretty sexy, huh? Yes. Yes. We had we went through a few takes, but uh, yeah, <laughs> once we got the screaming kids and the puking dad out of the picture, <laughs> it was presentable. That's awesome. Yeah, right? So, uh, but internally, somewhere in there, and this is where I really want to spend a couple of minutes, I, I flipped somewhere from this recreational uh uh, approach to a requirement, right? So I went from drinking on a Friday night to having to have a drink or a drug on a Monday morning, right? Because that was the only way that I was going to get myself up and about. So there was instances where, yeah, it looked like a chemistry experiment in my in my uh, shower stall, mm. and uh, and I I actually I actually not only not only did I drink in my shower, but I. I successfully smoked in my shower. So, you know, call that a gift. Um, well, with all that, you probably didn't have to leave the shower, right? I did, that's right. Well, I leave. <laughs> um, but but I was feeling the effects of what the abuse was doing to me. Uh, I was popping pills, you know. I was doing lines. I was guzzling. I was... It, almost every night I went from... Almost overnight, I should say, I went from bleak to dark. I mean, I just went to dark... And, and Glenn, that was probably in my early 40s. I had some, I was an entrepreneur by trade, uh, not because, uh, because that was the brave and impressive thing to do, but I was really unemployable. You know, I was on lack of accountability. Lack of accountability. Yeah. Uh, do your own thing. Yeah. And uh, so, so my, my, my experience story doesn't end in me crashing my car into a pole, but what it does is it, it ends with me crashing my life into a dark hole, um, almost like an abyss. I I was just going through the motions. There was no, there, there was a smile on my face, but no joy in my heart. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it, it I, I probably could have been diagnosed as depressed, but I think I'm wise enough now to know that it was a drug and alcohol-induced depression. Yeah, I don't think, and I know your story a little bit, I don't think I realized that you were like a chemistry experiment. 
you know, right. up and down with pills and drugs and right. trying to self-regulate, self-medicate. That's right. And know? I was so tired. I was just so tired of running. You know, I had come to the point of pure exhaustion. And uh, and I'll admit, you know, on this in this coffee here with you, you know, suicidal thoughts crossed my mind. You know, and and that again, I haven't had that for a long, long time. So I know that was a manufactured thought, not a natural thought. And mm. uh, my options had run out for me, Glenn. And in short, I love this line, and I heard it. I heard it from a good friend of mine, and he said, "I came to the end of myself." I said, "Yes, that defines me. I came to the end of myself. I found my place of pain. You know, I really did." And uh, and in early October. Of 2018, I had my point of clarity. So I think, um, you know, and I'll just, I'll, I'll go on record here, Mikey, saying that uh, that was a very nice Cliff Notes version. Yeah, right. But I'm, I'm underlining Cliff Notes, and yeah. I'm looking forward to further sessions where we dig into more of the, uh, um, you know, in fact, you, you shared recently about that you went through your own detox program where, where you had to like squat, squat and cough or something like that, you said? <laughs> that's right. That's right. I had... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I had I ran my own recovery program for years and years, and it didn't work out very well. It turns out that you really have to have an education to be able to uh, to to run a, re, a rehab program. Yeah, it's crazy. So, okay, so so it, it it was definitely bad. It was getting worse. Bad, getting worse. Um, you know, pain. That's right. So you you found your place of pain. So then, what happened? What what did you do? What what was that? You know, point in time. That moment. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. You know, I woke up one morning and uh, stumbled out of my bedroom across the hall, and uh, and and I found my favorite bottle uh, in a spare room where I where I kept it. I thought hidden, but uh, apparently <laughs> apparently it wasn't very well hidden. It was just on a shelf. It wasn't sexy. I didn't pour myself a glass and a rock glass and throw some ice in there and swirl, swirl it around. I just uh, I guzzled out of a brown paper bag. I stumbled across the hall. I puked. Uh, I stumbled down the hall, uh, took another swig, sat down at my kitchen table, put my head in my hands, and just said, help. I said, wow. I need help. And uh, it was it was total, it wasn't a, 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 a cry of strength. It was a cry of defeat. And uh, it turns out, Glenn, that uh, my wife heard me. And uh, it also turns out that my higher power heard me. I'm sure of that at this point because everything started to change at that point in my life. Uh, we quickly got myself into, uh, into a rehab center. They tell me it took about five days to get into detox. Uh, they tell me I was in detox for uh, seven days, uh, ICU for five of those days. Uh, they tell me that... Uh, that uh, things were were not pretty and that I wasn't pretty. I don't remember any of that. The next thing I remember is heading out to a rehab and I remember driving along telling my wife, you know, what do you mean we're going to a, a, a 30 day in, in, in-person rehab? I said, honey, I think I can handle this. I think I got a better plan. <laughs> and Glenn, she just kept driving. I've got her, this. Yeah, yeah, her hands just stayed on the wheel going straight to the rehab. She just didn't even veer off the side of the road or, or anything. Yeah, she, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, right. So I went into rehab uh, and was introduced to the 12 steps, uh, 12 step recovery. And, um, and, and that's, where, that's where my life began to change. You know, my focus went from uh, f- fueling an addiction, right, and, and surviving to fuel that addiction. My 
my mode of operation every day was on healing. Was get my mantra was I'm going to get better and get healthy, stay healthy, right? And so I learned all these things, all these tools were introduced to me on how to get healthy. Um, you know, I learned the virtues of the program through the 12 steps. I learned about things like honesty and faith and integrity and acceptance. I mean, all these, but, but really learned about them, right? And it wasn't, it, it wasn't a soundbite. It was application to my life. Why is honesty so important as an example? We'll talk about that one week, I'm certain. But, yeah. but you know, I, I learned about myself, Glenn, and, uh, and I learned to get out of myself is probably the big lesson that, that I really came came to to pass with there yeah it's funny you know as i'm as i'm listening um you know the one word that you used you know i can't help just process this and, and it's the word help right yeah right and and that was kind of like your, your spotlight moment right, right. You're, you're pointing a surrender and say hey help right. and it's it's funny because the way we're programmed right you know especially you know in in business or in life right asking for help to me was a weakness right Right, you know, if if you ask for help for something, that means you didn't have the capabilities, right. you didn't have the skills or yeah, competencies. Right. You, or, know, you was, were weak. That's right. That was the first time I ever did that in my life. That was the first time. But here's the thing I love about the program, and myself, and and my recovery is that I ask for help every single day now. Once I found the power in in surrendering, once I found the power in asking for help. Uh, I ask for help, and then the beauty is other people ask me for help. Yeah, I, I think the key to that is help is no longer a weakness. That's right. Help asking for help is a strength. That's right. You know, it's it's one of my key tools. I know it's one one of your key tools. Mm -hmm. You know, for success. Right. Right. Great. So you know, clearly, you're focused. You're you're working the twelve step program. How's life today? Uh, compared to how it was, um, no, I never knew that you brown bag bottled it. Oh you know? yeah, oh yeah, it was fancy, man. I'll uh, tell you, I was a, I was a classy act. Yeah. So from there to today, I mean, uh, things better. Well, I'm kind of like. Um, and then where where are you headed? Right, right. Well, I'm kind of like a country and western song played backwards. Right, I love that. Right, <laughs> That's so awesome. so I got my wife back, I got my kids back, I got my car back. Uh, you know, yeah, I got my life back, um, and I got my sanity back. I wake up in the morning now literally with a pop in my step. I, I do. and Yes, you do. And, I, yeah. I, I'll test that. And some people will say, you know, he's on a pink cloud, and uh, you can go Google that if you'd like, but that's just some kind of false sense of joy. I have a real sense of joy. Um, I wake up in the morning. I... Uh, I usually will try and take it in a seven o'clock meeting, you know, with this whole virtual meeting scape landscape now. It, it's easier. It, yeah, it opens an opportunity for me. So when I can, I take in a seven o'clock meeting because as you recall in my story, I was busy doing guzzling at seven o'clock in the morning. So how hard is it to take in a meeting at seven in the morning, right? So, and, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so now that you're, you're sober for a couple of years, your uh, life's perfect, right? Oh yeah, right. Yeah, no death, no uh, no job decisions. But you know, perspective has changed, Glenn. So yeah, life may not be exactly perfect, but my perspective has changed on what that is. What I aspire to get, you know, I think about my entrepreneurial days, and I thought in a grandiose way about everything in life, and now I think in 
of a ter- in terms of contentness, contentness, if that makes, if that's even mm-hmm. a word, contentness. And, you know, so I have, I'm gainfully employed now. I work hard during the week and I get a, a fair man's pay at the end of the week. I retire at the end of the night. You know, I kind of start my end of my days on bookends. I start with prayer in the morning, just praying that I can have one more day of the sober life. I close my day out praying, thanking that I had a, a, a sober day life. And when I hit, when my head hits that pillow, I feel content. I feel exhausted, but I feel content. And uh, yeah, it's just such a such a better way to live. I I hope to expound on that as as we uh, have more coffees. Yeah. So one of the things, and and as I look at you, you know, I think of purpose, right? I mean, it's just so clear that your purpose is to give back, you right. know, and 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 help another alcoholic you know, help somebody else on their path to sobriety. And, um, you know, especially, you know, and I underline this with you is the newcomer. Right. You know, folks that are A, on on the sidelines trying to figure out, hey, do I have a drinking problem? Am I I an alcoholic or is this, am I just a binge drinker? Or, you know, people that are really trying to figure this out, right? They have points of pain in their life because of booze, you know, and, and you know, just your purpose is not just to stay sober and no. win in your own life, right. but you know, to help give back and, and help be the lighthouse or you know, shine the light on, on the path for others. And you know, you you um, run a newcomer meeting, um, right. you know, right. and I and, and I was with you on that the first couple nights, and there were like three, three five people, four five right. people there, and, and we we probably paid those people to show up, yeah, right, uh, or or I paid so you wouldn't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, you know now it's it's, it's crazy because now we, we log on there's fifty right, you know on there right. and, and 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 it's great to hear some of those folks you know six nine twelve months ago you know had a week sober and now we're celebrating you know um, their one year of sobriety that's right and and, and oh man that just Nothing gives me better. chills there's oh. no no better feeling at all no better feeling you know, just talking about purpose so. Hey man, I I just appreciate you coming out today, kind of sh- you know open up your heart and kind of sharing the ugly part, you know, yeah. Mikey, because a lot of people today don't really know them the ugly side. They right. see the hope side, right. right? Right. They see the tools that you're doing. They see the the hope and the benefit and the promises coming true, and so it's hard to open up the um, past and kind of show the ugly side. But I certainly appreciate you doing that. I always love having coffee with you, man. Coffee's just awesome. Love you, Glenn. Hey, love you too, man. I'll see you next time. All right, bye. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.